Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things service now. Let's talk about the now, right now. Welcome to another episode of Glide Chat. My name is Mike Lombardo, CEO of GlideFast. Today with me, I have uh, David Self and Matt Jerry. Matt, David, what's going on? Going well. How are yeah, you doing, guys? Cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Let's go. I'm excited. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, and tell us a little bit about what you do here at GlideFast. Awesome. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, Dave Self. I'm a technical architect. I'm also a service delivery director, so... I help head up the HR pod here at uh, GlideFast. Been doing, been working in the platform for I think twelve years now. So, seen a lot over the years. <laughs> awesome, Matt. Yeah, my name is Matt Gary, aka Matt Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I always get that wrong. I always, I always think about it. And I always get it wrong. It's, everyone always gets it wrong. No worries. No, uh, <laughs> no offense taken. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm a uh, service delivery manager and uh, architect here at GlidePass. Um, and just like Dave, I, I operate in the in our HRSD pod. Uh, and I've been around the ServiceNow tool for, oh man, since 2011 uh, in oh, some yeah. form or fashion. Um, and then been on the, the technical development side probably since about 2014 or so. That's crazy. And that's, uh, man, we, so that means combined. I, I started about 2010, 2011 too, so combined that we have over 30 years three decades of uh service now experience that's uh yeah. that's cool. stripes. <laughs> right let's talk about um hr so tell me like in your opinion what is the biggest difference from service now's hr platform or application versus the next leading hr system let's say workday like what's the difference between service now HR and Workday. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, um, I just think the the platform that ServiceNow provides and the flexibility and functionality at the end of the day. So, you know, ServiceNow is a workflow platform, mm-hmm. so we can leverage all of the power of the workflow for our HR processes. Obviously, you know, ServiceNow started out in ITSM, but they were able to leverage all of that functionality within HR. Um, so being able to automate, you know, these manual tasks that HR typically has to do, um, being able to, uh, you know, automate notifications to, to bring the user experience portion, which is from an HR perspective, it's just massive. You know, I think user experience is big everywhere, but um, especially for HR, when you're talking onboarding, um, you know, bringing in new employees, that's your, your first glimpse into an organization. So being able to have that flexibility to create that wonderful user experience from an onboarding perspective, um, you know, from from the, you know, a new hire perspective, uh, but then having the power on the back end to be able to automate these tasks that you need to do and notify people of, uh, you know, certain events that are happening and being able to schedule meetings. And um, even with the new journey designer and journey management stuff, it's just unbelievable the the amount of power and flexibility you have to uh, accommodate essentially every use case that you can think of within hr yeah it's just it's crazy how you know just a few years ago we didn't we didn't even have an hr application in service now right and uh and we've seen all the frankensteins people creating their own things and (laughs) and and then (laughs) and then to see it 
get rolled out, then then the scoped app, and then you know some of these new features that are coming out. Now, now it's just like off to the races. Now that the foundation's been laid, it seems like you know every new release is just like a game changer. These are obviously probably pretty challenging implementations, right? Or um, yeah. what are what are maybe some of the the pitfalls to watch out for? Or, um, you know, if a customer's looking to implement HR, what's something they should they should keep in mind? Yeah. So, I mean, the number one thing that we see and we've done, we've done like what, 18 of these, I think in the last two or three years, um, big ones. And anyway, I mean, we do phase projects too, but the thing we see the most in like a normal implementation is, you know, it is sort of the people that run the platform. And then HR is like an afterthought and HR kind of limps in and says, Hey, we kind of want to see if we can put HR into service now. And then the it department's, they're sort of on the hook for maintaining it. So they're, they're kind of like nervous or maybe have some anxiety about it and they want to be involved, but they don't want to be involved. And then they, and then there's sort of a push and pull between who's going to be responsible for it and yeah. who should, you know what I mean? That, that yeah. all, that happens all the time. So my advice to everyone, if they're looking at getting into getting HR in service now is get your product owners, the people that own HR, at least from a technical perspective, it doesn't necessarily have to be the leadership yeah. because the leadership's going to decide they want to do this, right? They're either going to want to do it or not. They've already looked at the numbers. They've already figured out the money. They've already figured out the math. They're going to want to do it or not. It's the IT people. You got to get the people that are actually going to be using it involved early. And you want to have them talk to IT and kind of work that out. You know, that's the number one thing we, we see. And yeah. the sooner you get in front of it, the better off you'll be. <laughs> yeah, there always seems to be a, a challenge between it and hr right there's a yeah. there's, you know i don't know i don't know what it is but they well it's like this i mean oil and water hr has a sort of a power that they don't wield on their sleeve right it's yeah. people are like oh i don't want to get involved with hr oh, i'm scared you know people everybody has that in every company everywhere in the world in police departments in you know Medical industry, they, they're like, oh, I don't want, I don't want HR involved. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Uh, that's, so they let them get away with stuff. Yeah, let, like the 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 company will let HR kind of do things, whether they whether it's right or wrong, you know, to a certain degree. But yeah, if they're not involved with IT, it always it always struggles in the beginning, mm. but yeah, eventually we work it out, and, and we're used to that here. I mean, yeah. we've seen it. We know how to deal with it. We know how to get in front of it, you know, but that's my biggest advice. <laughs> oh, that's great. And Matt, like from when you, when you're working with different organizations, HR organizations, are they kind of victim to some of the same challenges we're seeing with other uh, business units out there that, you know, like lack of automation? Like, where do you think like the current state of the HR departments? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's an interesting one. So uh, you know, in my experience, I think Dave can attest to this as well, is I, I think we've come across a lot of organizations where HR um, is, I'll say, still kind of still in the past in that they're still utilizing spreadsheets, emails, really manual processes to do a lot of their HR work. Um, and it's and I don't think that's just for smaller organizations. I think it is, you know, some of the large organizations too. It's just that there hasn't really been something as powerful as, you know, the HRSD application within HR or within ServiceNow um, to be able to handle all of these different things that HR does. Because there's a lot of, you know, just HR is a bit sensitive 
it by nature, right? Um, and there's certain handholding and certain things that you have to do with HR. Um, so I, I think having that ability um, for these organizations to move from spreadsheets and emails and these very long, complicated and manual processes to be able yeah. to automate it um, into, you know, into our workflows and ha- being able to, you know, create our different services and, and kind of break things out uh, as needed. Um, you know, I, I think that's huge. So I, I think there's a lot of organizations that are moving to that. Um, But I also think with that, that also poses um, some challenges and kind of what Dave talked about uh, as well, having HR communicate with IT, because typically IT is going to be your platform owners, right? Uh, There's always got to be that communication. Um, So the communication is absolutely key for an HR implementation in general. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about HR... Similar to IT, HR is that one business unit that touches every aspect of the organization, right? Like, um, and you know, I I think a lot of times uh, we're seeing some of the, you know, I I see some of the the conflicts with with IT and HR. It's because you know, HR is like, you know, this is what we need. We need it. And, you know, IT's always been, and I think it's for every department, right? IT's like, no, you're going to use this system and you're going to do this. And so I, I think that's a lot of times you see that, that kind of differentiation. And, and I'm not an HR expert and, and I'm definitely, I've lost my technical chops that, you know, you guys don't let me have the admin role anymore. <laughs> but um, like what I noticed right off the bat, like when the first version of the HR app came out or, you know, or even the scoped app, it was like, it almost looked like, like different developers built it, right? Like it has different yeah. security model. It has like, you know, right, rightfully so. Right. But it just, it, it's uh, I'm curious what you guys think of like what your favorite features are in, in the, in the HR app, whether they're new or just, or just like what's different with the rest of the platform. By the way, just the reason that I got, I went all in on HR was because of that scope app. Like I started tearing that thing apart and I saw yeah. what they had done and I was like, this is going to be a game changer. It, I always, I always, I always talk about this. Like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when all three of us were getting into ServiceNow, do you guys remember what it was like? Like all these companies were were doing what HR does. They were sitting in these spreadsheets. They they didn't have any processes. They didn't even know what ITIL was. Yeah, like half these people. Didn't. So That's now ServiceNow yeah. has become like the bar. You, you, if you don't have ServiceNow and you don't have ITIL, people are like, "What are you doing?" You know. Mm. So service now, what they're doing right now is they're, 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 they're going to like build a framework for HR. That's what they're doing. And that's what I thought was fantastic. Cause it's like, it's like a rinse, wash, repeat. It's happening for HR. Now they're trying to digitize. They're trying to get all that, that messy, murky grayness of HR into something and have a place that they can, so they can do their work and leave and cut co- and go home and then come back. And it's still sitting there. You know, it's not this like, Where's the SharePoint? Where's this? And so what I would say my favorite thing in there, there's two things that I really like. One is the way that the document management and the, the way you can like show a PDI and have someone sign it and have it, have them fill out all this stuff. Yeah. I just think that is so cool. Like when I first saw that where I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I, and it, and, you know, I'm going to get a little nerdy real quick, but behind the scenes, it, it takes the document and it takes and breaks it all out into these objects. Right. And once you have these objects, you can do whatever you want with it, with the JavaScript. So you can get kind of really nerdy with it, you know? 
And, it, and they, whoever thought that up is, is brilliant as far as I'm concerned. And then the second thing that I really like is this new EC portal. I'm, I'm in love with it. I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, and when you talk to people about why don't, why would they use Workday versus ServiceNow? The number one thing that I hear people saying, like it, there may be other things, but it's, it's not easy to make the portal do things in Workday. It's not mm-hmm. easy to make it look cool or like change things around and make things work dynamically. That's what I hear a lot. Service yeah. now with the ZC, it's so cool. Like it's so simple how it, to, to set it up and like you don't have to be a, a hardcore programmer or UI person to make it do really cool things. Whereas you, you really do have to be that way in Workday. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's Those yeah. are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm with Dave too. I, I love the employee center portal. Um, I think there's just so much flexibility and it kind of, I think it does a very good job of bridging the gap between your typical developer and your kind of citizen developer in mm-hmm. a way, um, even though you're not really as a, you're not really developing, you're, you know, configuring. There's a, a lot of options in the back end where you can configure what you want to show yep. EC, um, which makes it very dynamic. And, and to me, you know, from uh, thinking through the lens or perspective of uh, an administrator who might not be that technical, I mean, that's got to be a game changer that, hey, we can add these links, we can add these banners and what's important to this section of employees, right? So, you know, we can make it, we can have banners display to you with relevant information. Yeah. yeah. The context, right? Yeah. yeah. For your, so all the content experience, all of that, it's, it, it, you know, being able to just configure that on the back end, and you can run it through approvals, you can do all sorts of cool stuff, yeah. but being able to, to be able to configure that on the back end by just, you know, filling out some forms and having it display. Um, I mean, it's huge compared to having to go into, you know, build your own widget and, you know, write all your Angular and all your code that you need to have this widget run. It's yeah. already here, it's dynamic, and you're just kind of in the back end plugging stuff in. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's that part's awesome. But I also, on top of that, very excited about the new journey designer functionality. Yeah. So I've been talk to you about that. What, what, what is that? Yeah. So journey designer is a new functionality that, that service now is rolling out or rolled out with Tokyo. I think they, they actually had it prior. I think they called it um, journey accelerator. I believe yeah. it was Something and like then, um, rebranded it. So it's journey designer, um, but it allows you the flexibility to, to create these journeys for employees, whether it's onboarding, whether it's, uh, you know, career growth, whether it's, you know, manager transitioning, anything that you need to do to kind of create these journeys. Um, but the, it, so it plays into both the employee center cause it's, you know, it's on employee center and there's a whole cool use, user interface for it. Um, but it also plays into lifecycle events. Mm. Um, and so lifecycle events, uh, you know, being what, what ServiceNow had prior to journey designer, um, yep. where you could, you know, schedule our activities for a new hire. What, ha- what do you need to do for a pre-boarding day one, 30 days out, et cetera. Um, so with journey designer, it actually gives us another layer so we can have our lifecycle event, um, run and basically have and handle all of the tasks and activities that need to happen for more of a broader organiz- or broader audience in the organization, but then the journey designer can sit on top of that and we can then make it very dynamic and very um, specific and targeted to who we want to go through these particular tasks. So, you know, if we have somebody coming on in sales, obviously they don't need to do any tasks that 
need to get ramped up on development practices that we're doing. Yeah. Recently, right. Um, awesome. Exactly. So it's, and it gives the, I think the coolest part about that is not only is it, I think it, it leverages the existing lifecycle events and then adds to it, but it also gives the hiring or I'll say hiring manager, but really the, the owner of this journey, the ability the, or the flexibility to add any number of tasks that they want to. So as your journey goes, you can say, uh-huh. Yeah. You, yeah, you can specify mentors and even mentors can have some, uh, you can set it up for the mentors can create meetings, they can create tasks, you can have the owner create tasks, you can, re, you know, build templates, uh, reusable templates and apply those to each of your journeys. But it just gives you, it, it gives you the ability to tie that life cycle event of all your core activities that you need to be to do to get onboarded to to the organization. But then the owner, the hiring manager, the, or really the owner of that journey, they have so much flexibility to create tasks and meetings and whatever they need to do that's very specific to and not only their department, maybe even just their team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just being able to marry that all together and adding the flexibility, I think, is the biggest piece that that uh, I'm, I'm very excited about. Well, that's awesome. I mean, uh, wow. I could just like, as you're describing it, I can visualize, right? And and I'm like thinking to how, you know, how Glidefast and the different personas and different roles and the different, yep. um, you know, personalization, uh, you know, that I'd love to see uh, for, for each for each persona. I mean, that's, wow, that that's pretty cool. And I know we're uh, running out of time here, but I'd love to hear maybe one thing that you'd love to either see in in the HR app in the future or that is coming. Um, where, like I always like to the Wayne Gretzky quote, right? Where the puck's gonna be, you know? So where where's play you know play where the puck's gonna be? So where where is the puck gonna be? Like what's the what's next uh, with ServiceNow HR? I, I have an idea, Matt. I'll let you go after, you know after me, but um, I think that. This is just a total guess, but I really feel like ServiceNow has earned a lot of trust this, you know, this last three or four years with this new version. And I think that a lot of organizations are going to start really looking hard at it. And the one thing that it can't do is cut checks, right? It can't do ADP. It can't do, and there's like four or five of those. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know ADP. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what that is. Paychecks. Yeah. Yep. Paychecks, you know, uh, 401k tying into fidelity, all that stuff, taxes and all that. Yeah. Um, I really feel like they're probably going to acquire something like that. And yeah. I mean, I don't know why Do they, they have to acquire though, or did, I, mean, I don't they, know, or maybe, yeah, maybe make an integration, a, a dedicated integration, something like that. Or builds, right? Why don't, yeah. I don't like, that's the part. That's the, what I love so much about service now is just like, and I know they've obviously done many acquisitions, right? Yeah. But it's never been something that really like, you know, changes the core platform, right? Like you look at like Salesforce, they're doing integ- integration. They, they have to buy stuff because they can't build it. They can't. Like, yeah. And that's a great point. Cause I, I was talking to somebody about that before of like, why doesn't service, why can't we do payroll through service? I know. I pay if, the taxes. If you, if you took six of us architects and put, I know we can build it. Right. Like this, six, yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think there's some other challenge. Well, you know why. what I think it is. I think it's, they, that's the reason I think they're going to buy. It's because they want the name recognition, right? Maybe. You see what I'm saying? They may, it's, you know how it is. You're, you're, you're at the higher, higher level. You're looking at the whole field. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's like politics and there's like. Well, I mean, if we could do it in service, I mean, you know, we, we love drinking our own champagne, right? Yeah. If, we, if yeah. we could, and I'd love to, I'd love to be able to eliminate another system because that's like the yeah. one system <laughs> that, you know, I'm not going to say what we use, but, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's like an, that's like a one system that we have to, yeah. Not use service now for right. We use service now for everything. recruiting, sales, you know, yep. time cards, everything, right? Resourcing, but but like payroll is just that has to be done outside of service now. And I, yeah, Matt, do you have any thoughts on that as to like maybe why they don't or? I, honestly, I don't know about why. I think it. I agree though. I think it'd be awesome. I mean, anything. I'm. I think we're all on the same page, right? If we could build all of these separate yeah. applications within service now, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, it's always tough. Uh, and, you know, there's, there could, you know, potentially, uh, I don't know, like, you know, policies or regulations or things that you also have to, yeah. that's not yeah. necessarily the development portion of it. Yeah. Um, but along the same lines, I would love to see service now have a true, like, ATS system or be able to be your system of record for yeah. HR for employee data. Right. Cause I think that's, uh, ERP, right. Right. Yeah. Be your ERP. Cause I think that one of the big things, um, you know, that we deal with quite a bit is that we're always integrating between, you know, Taleo or PeopleSoft or some other system of record. Uh, and it just adds another layer, right. You just have to keep data in track and make sure that everything's in sync and an extra layer. But imagine if you have that data in service now already, you don't have to worry about any of these integrations. It's all there for you. You can just leverage it however you need to. And really just to me, I think it would just really beef up what is already in service now. Um, so selfish, yeah, I think, you know, being a, a service now consultant and developer and working with this, I'd love to see that. Uh, be in place and just have one less, you know, system that you have to worry about integrating with. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. And that's that's like such a huge market for service now to go after. Yeah, it's almost like that the ERP and and CRM, and there's nothing left. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thank you for for joining us uh, for another episode of Glide Chat. I think this is gonna go viral. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and uh, check us out on Spotify as well if you're not. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at GlideFast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.